Here we are. The metronome? Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I forget to turn it off. If you go back to the past episodes, you can hear about 10 to 15 fuck-ups. Sounds like the beginning of a Radiohead, Radiohead song. <laughs> I swear the first two episodes of this podcast were like metronome for an exa- exaggerated amount of time. <laughs> God damn it, God damn it, God damn it. <laughs> we're in here at Coop's Place, Outlaws After Dark. We got Mr. Hayden Brown with us, of course. Yellow. And tonight we got Matt Draper, who's joining us at the Speakeasy this weekend. Rock and roll, man. He's yeah. also rock Walking down a knee deep brewery on a Friday. Tomorrow, yeah. Yeah, that's good. Tomorrow, Jesus Christ, that come and on quick. Saturday, rocking out at the Speakeasy, man. Love, loving a weekend of live music. Yeah, yeah dude, the Speakeasy is really cool. I think you're gonna do great there. Oh, Have you ever played at Champs too? No. You'd probably do great at Champs. They're nice. a good songwriter venue. Nice. Yeah, yeah I'm trying really, to play anywhere I can. Really good place to play for sure. So you've been pretty active though recently. Where is your favorite place to be, uh, play at? Oh. Anywhere that supports live music is just my favorite place in the world. You know, right now, the Rass Valley View, uh, Brewing Company, I've been uh, hosting open mic there, but uh, playing there and booking live acts there. And it's just great. It's just the community comes out. We had the same thing going at the poorhouse. Um, so, yeah, anywhere, anywhere is good. So I just, I'm so happy to hear about this uh, speakeasy and just really want to. Yeah, dude, they're good. they'll like you over there. It's a, it's a really cool venue. Um, and it's a cool venue to the point where it can host a full band. Or it can host a songwriter and still have the same yeah. kind of vibe. Nice. Like it's a, it's just it's like a speakeasy. It's dark and yeah. dingy. Nice. It's like a, it's like a dive bar that you're not going to get stabbed at. <laughs> it's it's dark and dingy but classy. And yeah. So it's it's really nice. I think your style is going to work really well for it. Yeah, I agree. Um, where okay, yeah. So when's the open mic night? Let's tell oh, if yeah, anybody's listening to that. It's every Monday. Uh, what's Grass the time? Valley, Grass Valley Brewing Company. Uh, sign up at 5, starts at 5.30, goes from 5.30 to 8.30. It's been going really well. The list has been filling up, and that's kind of what I'm talking about with just the community coming out. I, every time I see, I'm there, I see new faces as well as familiar ones. So it's nice to see you guys. And, yeah, and I'm really like, seeing how, loving what you're doing out in, in, the, in the scene, man. Thanks, you know? dude. I really appreciate that. Yeah, it's kind of cool because... Uh... Our paths crossed before you uh, before yeah. you moved out of California. Exactly. And uh, you were hosting the open mic night at the poorhouse, yes. and man, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. And it was. Uh, I had gone to a couple of those beforehand, and then you were nice enough. Actually, I remember now because we were with the Wolf Creek Boys. <coughs> yep. And was it that night, or did we have a solo gig? Because I played with the Wolf Creek Boys exactly. one night. I think that was a solo gig. And then I think Hayden came with me the next time because you hired you guys hired me the next time. Actually, which is really cool. And I think we is that what? No, we played with the Wolf Creek Boys. I'm pretty yep. sure we was opened it? for them. Yeah, that's right. Because Wyman was there. I remember and he had the drum kit. Right, and I also remember uh, Matt did a System of a Down song, and it was pretty cool. Hey, Hayden's face had never been so red at any recent <laughs> gigs. Oh that yeah. One. That's true, but that was like my first time on stage in a long time. So. Yeah, it's funny seeing you just tonight. It was the last time I saw you. It was the first time at your first show there. Yeah, yeah dude. I put them through the ringer the last couple of years. And <laughs> they've uh, Him and Jordan have done nothing but impress, luckily. Nice. You've started your own band as well, though. Absolutely. Lloyd Street, right? Yeah, that's how tomorrow night's going to be Lloyd Street. My uh, drummer, Jason Fordney. Uh, just be rocking out there at the uh, Knee Deep Brewing Company, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, it's, it's a, it could be two people, it could be four people, it could be five people. You know, we got a, our buddy Kyle plays with us too. Tom Rogers on bass when he can get through. So it's just uh, it's, it can be a collaboration of the community is what it is. You know, that's <laughs> pretty darn cool. Yeah. It is because that's like the, that is a huge part of the open mic night. See, mm-hmm. you know, those guys show up a lot because I think I've seen all those at an open mic night. Yeah, right? Exactly. 
And so, like, any songwriters listen, get involved in the open mic night scene. It's a lot of fun. No matter what level you're at, it's amazing because, like, there's so much talent out there. Right. No, and it's really just good to be around fellow musicians. It's really awesome. It really fills the room with just the warm energy, and it's just, you know, it's kind of what I first saw when I first got into this community. And then, like, we we had you guys booked uh, more at the Poor House, and then, of course, COVID and all that kind of stuff stuff happened, a couple of cancellations, but it's sort of nice when everything's coming back now to kind of just see everyone that was working so hard before still doing it yeah that's what we do <laughs> yeah straight up like what was one of the uh what was the what was the biggest adaptation or biggest thing you learned during covid because i feel like it was a big learning period for musicians because there's so much dormant time that there was almost like yeah i, I felt do. like there was a lot of other things about music that mm. i learned that didn't involve necessarily guitar playing like uh what was what was your biggest uh i was trying to do like whatever you know, just trying to do live streams from home, which got, so I got and got more into recording. But what I love to do is play live. It's just, I think you guys are the same thing. So it's just like realizing the difference of, of you know, being in front of people as opposed to just a, a, a screen where it's like, okay, there's there's people out there, you know, but you're still just in your in a room by yourself, you know. So it's, there's not that interaction. So to be able to get back and play live in front of people, we did live stream. I did a live stream show at the like Wild Eye Pub where it's still like public wasn't allowed, but it was still live streamed and it was still like. Okay, you're at a, on a stage, but an empty performance. So it's nice, though, that, that at least that was a venue, and then like when people come back, and then it's all this good stuff. So I I remember when we did uh, Folsom City Limits. That was that was the one which was in front of nobody. And well, where was that? It was uh, it's yeah, it's in Folsom. Uh, they were doing it out of a out of a old auditorium, mm. like yeah. a city city auditorium or something like that. It was like run down. And it was it, it was kind of crazy because you just have cameras in front yeah. of you and it's no audience, nobody else. And that was like the first official thing I did as like a songwriter. Wow. It, was, it was very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, because performing is different than rehearsing. So when you're performing but there's nobody there, it's almost like a rehearsal with just the, the space. You know, right. <laughs> it's just mute. Yeah. yeah, it's and then it's weird because on live streams, you almost have to let like people have to interject. Yeah. And you have to interact with the mm-hmm. people interjecting. Yeah. yeah. Instead of at live shows, you have to wait. Like on stage, like, if somebody says something, they can be like, hey, right back at you. But on the live stream, it's like, oh, wait, I'll look at this between songs. So, you know, then someone might be after like manning the controls or womaning the controls and saying, oh, yeah, so and so said this, so and so said that. That's what Beth at Wild Eye did for that thing. So that kind of made it as interactive as possible. But oh, there's still, cool. um, you know, there still wasn't anybody there. But, you know, that's you have to add that, add that lever up level yeah right <laughs> it's cool too because there's a lot of local uh local venues that are really adapting for the music scene too mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. it's really cool nevada city's a, uh, of course a big yeah. one grass valley um yeah i live in grass valley and um you know i'm doing some stuff in nevada city too i played at uh, uh what's it called golden arrow i'm trying to get back into there as well so golden arrow what, what's that i haven't heard of them it's on it's on broad street okay. in nevada city and yeah it's got a lot of nice real good mixed drinks and stuff like that and they got you know bands on there they have a patio out back a stage up front so oh, I played wow. that. yeah exactly sweet so that, that's that, that's a place that's always always had music but there's new places in nevada city having music and uh grass valley was really like growing when i got here in, in uh 2019 and into 20 and then you know a lot of places closed down but it's energy's coming back you know that's what's cool about doing this open bike again at the brewery you know when I, when I moved here it was it was happening and and then when COVID happened they had they stopped it so when they asked me to bring it back it was you know awesome you know so before i was just performing and now hosting it i'm just sort of like just appreciative that it's it's back and so the people come back that i've seen before the new people come back are new to me because there's so much talent like you say just like ready to release it so yeah, yeah it's been it's been good absolutely 
You've seemed to, uh, you've been doing a lot of uh, open mic nights for a long period of time, it seems yeah. like. Um, what's one of the most unique stories you can think of? I would, l of course, no names. You don't even have to say destinations where it oh, was, yeah. but like, <laughs> yeah, you know, like, I want to hear the, a unique story. Oh, there's funny ones, because I go back to, um, I'm 46, I'll be 47 in October. I've been doing no this shit. for a while, yeah. I don't believe I look, that. Yeah. Do you hear that? Yeah, that's pretty cool. Dude, look how much hair he's got. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, started, I started growing my hair during COVID just because I was like, hey, I've never had long hair. Like, let's see. Hey, you're 40 and can still Yeah, like, do why it. not? You know, exactly. So it's, it's, it's still there. I know half my friends are like people younger than me, and all that. Just whatever. You lose what your hair, you lose you your got? hair. But I'm like, hey, if I got it, I might as well see what it looks like. You know, that's good for it. you. <laughs> so they grow out the beard, just have, having fun with the men. Uh, but yeah, so I've been hosting open mics and playing music and, you know, I'm in California now, obviously. I lived in Colorado for 14 years before this, so oh, I did really? a lot of stuff there. What was that, if you, if we don't mind going down that rabbit yeah, trail, not at all. what was that like? Oh, wonderful. What uh, areas? Uh, I've lived in Denver for 10 years, and for four years before that, I lived in Boulder. So you probably got to be there during the, the change between legal... Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. What, what was that, if you wouldn't mind, what was oh. that, as a cliff note, what was that kind of like seeing the cultural change? Well, it was kind of already there because everything has been okay. legal medically for so long that it's just, you know, it was, you know, not... When they came through recreationally, it just stores opened up like it was any other errand. It was very odd, you know. Yeah. Like, I'm gonna go to Walgreens and just sort of like get some contact lens solution, <laughs> and then go down the street and get an ape, and then yeah. like, oh, yeah, head on home. You know, you kind of took away some of like the, the panache. That's not the right word, but some of it. You know, it used to be you get weed, like oh, I'm doing something like dangerous. You know, took the adrenaline rush. And out now, of it. exactly, now you walk down the street, you smell some weed, you're like oh, someone's having their their medicine. You know, yeah. so it's like all right, but it's hey, it's, it works for me, it works for works for everybody. Okay. <laughs> I'm groovy with it. So, yeah, I know Denver was like the first, uh, Colorado, I guess, was the first, along with Washington. And so, yeah, it just seemed very natural. And California, when I got out here, was very much the same way. So I reckon so. It's just, you know, with, you know, news headlines and stuff you see on Facebook, it seemed like it was a lot more drastic. And I reckon that makes a lot more sense. Mm. So Oh, yeah. If you're in the middle of it, you're just, it's just part of life, you know. It news, really news is. News is all headlines and people trying to. Believe what, make people believe what they want them to believe. You know, you can't really believe the news unless you were there. It's right. true. I had an English friend that during COVID was like, mate, nobody wants to go to America right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I was like, bro, why? It's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. No, I love California. I love, love Colorado. I love Maryland before that. I was from New York. I'm from, I'm from New York. Anywhere I've been, I've loved loved America. But I can understand if people are like, you guys are fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so. right. Okay, so we were at, you, were, you lived in Colorado mm -hmm. for a little bit. Yeah, and I was yeah hosted open mics back there as well as in in Baltimore and uh, yeah I got a couple of crazy stories from a couple of those places. Yeah, let's see. So one in one in Denver, uh, it was a good open mic, man. We just you know had a, I would get there after work, set up around seven thirty eight o'clock. Would start at like nine, but then a lot of people who play music would be are in the uh, service industry, you know, and back there places stay open till midnight one two a.m. So you know a lot of people that play guitar or sing would get out of work at midnight, and you know the places open until 2 a.m. You know, it's kind of a little later scene than there is around here. Right. And, uh, yeah, some people come in at, like, midnight. I'm like, oh, let's keep on going. Everyone play some songs, you know? So it was great that, like, you know, it kind of went all night. But then the fact that it went all night kind of made everyone, you know, get a little sloppy. Not so much within that crowd, but just in general. You know, the later it goes, the, the more crazy stuff might happen. So, so I don't know. Basically, I'm just, like, like playing a song or emceeing and, and uh, you know, all of a sudden, two guys just get into a fight as they're walking out the bathroom, and like, go, you know, go down to the ground, and like, there's glass everywhere. So me and my buddy Josh, who are just playing, playing music, are like peeling guys off each other. I'm getting like, like some broken glass on my hand and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, all right, all right, get a little bandaid on. All right, what's next? You know, so just gotta get rid of that. So that's just you know, that was just like a Denver, Denver evening, 
12.30-ish, you know. Oh, shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> Things get rowdy after exactly, night. Exactly, exactly. That's facts. <laughs> yeah, so that's just that's part of the part of the gig, though. Not really. Like, you know, you shouldn't have to be breaking up, breaking up fights and stuff like that. But, you know, when you're doing live music, anything can happen, I guess, is the point. So it's like you got to be prepared, prepared for anything, you know. But, right. Uh, yeah. Very true. But I'm glad that this, uh, you know, I'm in a place where that's not a, an occurrence anymore. You know? <laughs> no, right. Not, not that uh, that place was bad or anything like that. It was just, uh, you know, that's just, that just happened. Yeah, well, <laughs> hey, you can go to Forest Hill. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> they are. Yeah, so far I've been gigging in Grass Valley, and I'm really trying to expand to get out. So I got these gigs in Auburn. I'm super, super psyched for Saturday, first gig in Lincoln. Super nice to be here, man. Just like hanging out, and talking music. So glad to catch up with you guys. Dude, I want to yeah. expand into Sacramento, you know, California. There's just like like everywhere. So I'm just just looking to gig, man. They um, Two River Cider. You should probably hit them up too. They do a. Uh, what night did we do it? They do, like, a songwriter night that's on, like, a Friday, I think, or a Thursday. Yeah, I want to say it was on, like, Thursday. It was one of those nights. It's a, it's a flower. I think it's, like, 100 bucks. But, okay. we, like, we, but they have a cool stage, and then, like, it's, like, a songwriter night. Nice. And then if you have the full band, they do that on Saturdays. But that one's a ticket oh, yeah. event. Nice. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I like doing the band gigs, the solo gigs. You know, when I do the fuller gigs, too, I got my 12-string here. Thanks for thanks for letting me play a song later on, too, man. That's oh, going to be great. Absolutely. Dude, yeah, but that is killer. A little, little preview for for, uh, for Saturday. But when I do the full shows, like, I'll do this on Saturday, and then obviously tomorrow with the, with Jason is, like, I also have a Les Paul electric guitar. Mm-hmm. Got back, I've gotten back into playing electric the last couple of years. You know, I, I started off playing music uh, as an electric lead player in bands in, like, the 90s, and then I kind of moved on to being a troubadour and just played the 12-string and just sang and just put down the electric for like 20 years, you know. But then, you know, a few years back in Denver, there'd be an electric on stage at some of these open mics, and i just get up and start riffing, and it's like, forgot how much I loved playing electric guitar, so I kind of yeah. added it back to my arsenal, and and, and so I'll, when, I, when I'm playing live, I'll just, you know, have the 12-string and be playing and a little looper pedal and record a quick quick live loop. And then you know, put uh, put down the twelve string, and then just you know, play a lead with the Les Paul for a few minutes, you know, <laughs> and put down the Les Paul, turn the loop, you know, get the twelve string back, put the, turn off the recorder, and go back to singing. So just you know, just making my own rhythm section while I play a lead, right? You know, so it's kind of really helps to, to kind of just you know, just especially the like three three hour shows, you know, and then I just kind of love improvising with all the leads and things like that. Just absolutely. Yeah. Well, yeah, I was watching you earlier, and it's amazing. Oh, I'll, thanks, man. I'll tell everybody out there. Oh, is. thanks. Yeah, you guys know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I'll have, I'll have it all tomorrow. Obviously, I didn't bring all the all that gear here, but it's like, uh, oh, I can't wait for tomorrow, man. That's great. I'm sorry, Saturday. Yeah, <laughs> and, we, you know, and that's a beautiful guitar, by the way. That less. Oh, oh my goodness, man! I love it. Yeah. I just got it about a little more than a year ago now. I guess it was right around the time we got a, you know, like the. the, the a stimulus check or whatever, you know. So, yeah, so, so I, I, a new, a new Les Paul is about those co- the, you know, the cost of that uh, check or the price of that check, you know. Yeah, makes so, sense. So, you know, I don't really name my instruments, but if I did, it would be called what, Stimmy or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. right, right. But, right. Uh, but it's great, yeah. man. I love the Les Paul, I love the sustain, I love just, I feel like Miles, Miles yeah, Nigel Tufnell, Nigel Tufnell. He's a gearhead. From a, He's the guy to talk to. Yeah, yeah kind of. Listen to the sustain. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it's true, man. I just love those bending the notes and just sort of like, what? That guitar sing man it's just it's a, it's a beauty no it's it's really gorgeous you're actually your entire sound is really cool oh, i appreciate I, that, uh, huh? i nice really like it i was jamming out to you earlier today while oh. i was working so oh very kind of you man yeah. um yeah this man did his research he like knew the answer to a question that i'd really forgotten about Dude, it's, like, it's like what's your website on it's a squarespace it's right. <laughs> this, this is our jamie without uh from joe rogan yeah without a computer Oh, man. He does great research while he's nice. cutting tools. I just, yeah, I like local music a lot. Yeah. And, man, yeah, you're, too, man. Uh, 
you're really good. Oh, thank you so, so much, man. How'd you get started? Like, like all together? Like just playing you, music? Yeah, yeah. Or playing guitar? Yeah. So it's, I guess it goes back about thirty years now. I started when I was sixteen, which Doesn't is that shit fly? that's crazy. Man. <laughs> I, don't, I don't feel that much older than when I started playing guitar, but I guess that was thirty years ago. You know. So, uh, <laughs> it's that's what it is. you know. It's funny though. I feel the same after playing guitar for two years or five years or ten or twenty five or thirty. It starts like, running. I remember the first year really vividly because mm-hmm. my fingers hurt. And oh yeah, I wrote, yeah, yeah. Like, some yeah. Ghetto songs. Oh yeah, you, like... you got to dig those calluses. Or you got to love. You got to love that pain. It's weird because <laughs> yeah. it's like it takes a while for the calluses to go. And then the hand itself, it's like it's an unnatural thing to be moving your hands, fingers like that. So it just takes some getting used to, you know. So mm-hmm. it's like it does kind of hurt, you know, as long as it's not like a pain that's you're injuring yourself. But like the calluses and the fingers and the hands themselves, mm-hmm. getting that to be natural is just takes a little little doing. That's the hardest part of playing guitar, you know, is like or learning guitar is just the first six months or so. And then how much you want to go with that up to there is up to you, you know. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Would yeah. you say you've fallen in love with it? Oh my it's... goodness! When when did I say when when I fall in love with it? it? Steve Ray Vaughan is my absolute guitar hero. Yeah. So when I first started like getting into guitar, it was like when I was like 16 years old. I loved sports too. I was playing basketball and all that kind of stuff. And like the the question was like, do I stay on the basketball team and like you know uh, uh, cut my nails because I like to have little nails to play the right hand with yeah. the guitar or, yeah. or to like you know keep on playing guitar. Oh man! But but even before that. Around the same time, like Steve Ray Vaughan, I was just getting into the blues, and Steve Ray Vaughan died. He was in a helicopter crash, and I'm embarrassed to admit I didn't even know who he was at the time. I was, yeah. like, I've heard of Eric Clapton, mm. you know. I was, I was like, kind of getting in, just, just, just scratch on the surface. I'm like, what is this like playing guitar thing, you know? And like, but then I remember I went out and I bought his um, latest uh, cassette, cassette tape at the time. Like I said, yeah. <laughs> this is 1990, 91, something like that. Yeah. Um, oh, bro, that's so I brought, I brought in, in Step, which is his most recent release or one right before he died and mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> and uh, yeah i got that got that tape home and i just put it on my, my, my stereo with the big ass speakers that i'm sure are quieter than like the little ones today oh, yeah. but man that sound came on and i'm like oh my god this is like that's what made the guitar turn from a, 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 a hobby to a passion you know i was like oh my god this the way this guy plays guitar is like it's like he's speaking to me, not just to me, but like I understand who this person is just by these notes that he's playing. I'm like, this sounds so good. I remember opening up my windows. There's a song like Riviera, Riviera Paradise that came on. I'm like, this is beautiful. Everyone's got to hear this, you know. Yeah. To open up the window and it's just like, and it's just like let it sing. And it's it's uh, so, so from that moment on, it's just like you know, I still love sports and whatever. But yeah, I quit the basketball team. I'm you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm all in on the music. So I was just. You know, I just, and then I just kind of dove in and like bought every Stevie Ray, Stevie Ray Vaughan uh, tape. You know, it's back at Walkman's, just walk around here, all that shit, and yeah. listen to Eric Clapton and then to listen to their influences. You know, like uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan was influenced by Albert King, so I listened to Albert King. You know, like, Eric Clapton was influenced by Robert Johnson, so I listened to Robert Johnson. Like, you yeah. go all the way back, Jimi Hendrix, all these guys are like like bridges from, you know, greatness to each other, you know, like it's almost timeless. And so it's just, that's the thing. You, know, you listen to anything, it just sounds like it's right here, right now, even if it's, you know, 20 years ago or or anything so absolutely wow that's sort of the genesis from (laughs) yeah that's pretty crazy there was something to that though the tape era though wasn't there when you walked into like a a music store i'm sorry like the tape where you had tapes yeah uh, and he walked in the music a, store. A tape and era. Like, I thought I said teddy bear. <laughs> like, uh, a tape era. I'm like, what's the way that guy Teddy bear. <laughs> you know, yeah, that teddy bear, man. That one Elvis like, teddy, song teddy that my Rubskin. grandma really likes. Elvis, is, there yeah, a, is there an Elvis teddy bear song? I'm it sure is there a is, good yeah. song. Uh, grandma, I love that song. I'm just playing jokes. Any Elvis song. Yes, the tape era. But I got to catch 
the music store time yeah. oh, man, right there when I was in middle school. Mm. The best time. You know, we'd go to the mall. Remember they had the CD store? Yeah, of course. Yeah, like the same Dude, Sam Goodies and all and that they, kind of stuff. And you just scan the CD and then you had the headphones, headphones on. You go listen, listen to them. 30 seconds samples. of each track. Mm -hmm. Yeah, dude. Oh, my gosh. I loved that. Like, that was so fun. And, and like you said, like, grabbing the Stevie Ray Vaughan mm -hmm. out being like, I'm going to play like that. Yes, yeah, or just it inspires like, me to, like, want to, you know, be the best version of myself, like, musically. Yes. Like, like, man, if I can understand this guy's pain, like, <laughs> I can, like, let other people, like, know what's uh, what's going on when I'm playing. That's the whole point of music. Mm -hmm. It's like communication, you know. Yeah. You're, so you're just you? getting, bearing your soul out there, you know, at least when it's done right and you can feel it when it's done right you know it's like absolutely yeah Stevie Ray is the that's the that's the soul right there so that would you say that's how you wrap your style around I mean it, when in the beginning because I was just like just love the blues I just that's pretty much all I played when I started playing guitar was just blues and like I'd, I'd listen to and I would just put on the Stevie Ray tape and I'd just you know just just uh, kind of jam along with the uh, with the parts just kind of right. not so much copy the riffs but just kind of uh you know, just kind of get into the groove. And then I got into other kinds of music too, like beyond blues, ACDC I got really into. And they were kind of just like blues with just distortion, you know? Yeah, so yeah. I put on that Back in Black album, same thing, just be playing all these like pentatonic and blues scales and things like that. And just sort of like, and just, just delving in, you know? But then I kind of got more into songwriting and like, yeah, I still love the blues. That's still my heart. I still like when I play, I love to improvise. Like a lot of these kind of leads things. That's why I love getting the electric back in there and just sort of like just feeling that moment. Right. But then just kind of then I got I got more into bands like Tool the Butt Sprocket and I love I love Tool I love Tori Amos <laughs> I love the the Beatles you know and so it's getting just more into songwriting and the twelve string I just fell in love with just because it's like an orchestra so I kind of when I was when my band sort of broke up and I was just, just had started writing songs I'm like huh I wonder what they would sound like on a twelve string right. so I went into a music store and just picked up a twelve string and I'm like oh my god this is love it so <laughs> yeah so that's really for cool. a while i was i branded myself matt 12 string because i was just i don't feel like it was sounds, that your show sound, name that was my stage name show, show name matt 12 string okay because so it's because it's like it was just me and the 12 string and i like the sort of the way it looks in print and how it kind of sounds and all that kind of stuff so uh but then once i got back with the electric i'm just like all right well i'm just gonna call it my, my name so <laughs> just matt draper music is basically the the handle yep. excuse me <laughs> you got a good name for it matt draper is really mm -hmm. easy to remember yeah exactly and it, it flows off the tongue yeah. pretty well did you ever so did you go through a time period in your songwriting career where you look back and you're like god damn it what was i thinking Mine was the sunglasses era. The sunglasses era? Yeah. What I was that? I know I'm using a lot of era terminology tonight. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. I, it was a time period in my songwriting career where I wore sun, uh, sunglasses oh. on stage. Okay, gotcha. And I felt really fucking goofy after like a year. And I was like, why did you do that? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you go back, it's all documented, obviously. Yeah, so there's, there's so, recordings, there's pictures. You're like, oh, that's the sunglass arrow. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, yeah, please turn that off. <laughs> turn that off. Being on stage when it's like dimly lit with sunglasses, it's like, it's that weird. Is that weird? Like, what am I doing here, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's so, like, it's silly, but like. But hey, you were feeling I, it at the time. So if it worked for you then, I mean. Exactly. Know, now, but now you laugh at that or whatever, but. I tried to. I was just kidding. Yeah. But no, if you're into it at the time and it sounded good and that's what it needed to be, then that's what it is. That's, that's kind of how I look at it. Like, yeah. all, every time I play a song, if I wrote it you know, five years ago, 20 years ago, it's like your head goes back to that space where you were when you wrote it. But the thing is, you're not in that space anymore. So it's like, you get kind of, what is going on in your life now that sort of would relate to what you were going through then. And then and that's that's where you, I almost laugh more at, at uh, like things going on in my life more than more so than like the style of the song or whatever. Because hopefully you can play something 20 years later and you know even though it's the same collection of notes and things like that it's kind of has its own it's, its own thing that's why hopefully they're, they're timeless in that sense yeah but um 
kind of rambling. <laughs> no, no, you're good. That's got a lot of truth to it. But you didn't wear like parachute pants for like a year or nothing like <laughs> no, that. No, I did grow up in the in the like I said, born '75, so I grew up in the '80s and the, you know the '90s. You fashion. don't look like you were born mm. in '75. I'll give you that. Yeah, God damn. Say, you know, play music, do what you love, keeps you looking young forever. I mean, yeah. I always tell people I feel the same pretty much as my 20s and 30s or whatever. Except just everything hurts all the time. So. Yeah. Besides that, besides that, it's just you know that's just getting older though. You know, like yeah. you know, I've had back surgery and like knees and arthritis and all this kind of shit. But it's just like, yeah, it's what it is as far as energy and attitude and motivation. You know, I still feel like I'm I was talking a mile a minute at the beginning of this thing. I'm like, yeah, man, we're talking music. It's like you're. Just oh, like, you have like not, you up, have you know? not lost tempo. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay though, man. I, know, I like I, your I, energy. I get a little rapid fast. That's the New York in me too. That's. Uh, it's okay, dude. Yeah. Dude, I like it because. Uh, it, I love how excited you are about it, man. Like, cause it really is like, dude. Passion is what we're all Absolutely. in it for, That's right? The point, it's man. we're all on a dopamine hunt. Absolutely, but yeah, like, music is that, right? It is, and like in almost every aspect, even like listening to somebody talk about mm-hmm. like that, like, dude, it stimulates so many memories yep. on my end. Like, it stimulates fucking future goals. It mm-hmm. stimulates, uh, dude. It's just. It's so cool to hear other musicians be so passionate about Absolutely. it. And, uh, why else do it? You know, it's like it's, why else? Like it's it shouldn't be a job. It shouldn't right. be a job. You should never be bored at it. That's why you know when I get talk fast, I get like nervous, honestly, because I'm like, all right, this is something important to me. Same as when I'm playing it. You know, it's just like, but I, I I hope that never goes away. You know, I've been doing this for lots of years. You know, and like people come to the open mic and they're just starting and they're like terrified. I'm like, don't be. It's just it's it's good that you just want to do it. You know. So when I'm performing. It's like yeah, that's why I'm moving all, moving all over the place, Leg, legs flying around. I'm yeah. just, I can't stay still. The trick is to take that that energy and just transfer it to positive energy and try not to have it be nervous energy. You know, so it's all just it's all just there. It's all energy. <laughs> yeah, it is, and that it makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense why you've had the calling to be a part of Open Mic Nights. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, that does take a heart in its own. Mm-hmm. Because like that's one of the, the same things I kind of fell in love with was seeing those new guys coming in. Oh yeah. And it's like, dude, you got it. Like, especially mm-hmm. when they have killer ass songs. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, damn, mm-hmm. yes. And I'm like, yo, come back like three, four times, and we'll yep. get you playing. Mm-hmm. Like, exactly. Like, isn't that funny? No, that's exactly what's happening here at the at the brew at the Grass Valley Brewing Company, man. It's uh, some talented people, and get them, get them booked, get get you all booked there too. Be like, we already know that you're. I mean, you guys pretty much this is what you do. You <laughs> yeah. Know? So no. this is this is great. But it's like it's yeah, it's how you find new talent. It's uh, you know, it's how people. A lot of times, it, uh, we were talking kind of about this earlier. You don't have a gig. You know, just go out and play. You know, and people or people yeah. are just starting. You know, so it's 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 both. It's amateurs, it's pros, and yeah, when you see the amateurs that are that are just that, that can be pros, you just you, yeah, you know, you like to help foster that and encourage it because it can it can all be very discouraging if it's you know. So every every little bit helps. <laughs> well, and that's the shitty part about music. When we first get into it, like, tell me if I'm wrong, but uh, when we first get into it, you get real nervous about the dark side of music. Mm-hmm. It's and out so there. when you when you get it, yeah, it is out there. But it's you don't like the wonderful thing is like you don't have to involve yourself exactly, in it. exactly. with the internet nowadays. Mm-hmm. How independent you can be on so much shit. Absolutely, you don't have to deal with that dark side. Mm-hmm. Like you can sit there and go to open mic nights and be friends with everybody, right? And fucking like hang out and still make a name for yourself. Exactly. Like it's so easy nowadays. Like it, there's no reason to step on people. Yeah, it, it, it never should be. Just surround yourself with the people you want to be surrounded by. When I went back to my analogy, not analogy, just life of getting out of sports and playing music. It was just, just that point you made. It's like, there's no reason to like try to step over anybody or anything like that. It's all about collaboration and, and, and uh, 
working together, you know. Yeah, and mm -hmm. it's now, it, but it, in music, there is that part where there's like the battle of the bands, and you know, I've had people tell me like, "Oh, you're better than that guy," and I'm like, "No, it's not like better or worse. It's like just different different styles, you know." It's yeah. like I, I'm encouraged when I see people, you know, play. That's like, "Oh wow, that, that's really good." And I would hope I get the same response. You know, I, I hate it when I see people see someone talented and, and, and it dis and it discourages that person from playing because they say, "Oh." Man, that guy's so good. I can't be like good. I can, man. And they just kind of oh, give dude, up. Like, come on, man, don't do that. That's in you know? that person. So, and it's but a lot of people almost feel that almost intimidated. So there shouldn't be any any intimidation or any comp right. competition when it comes to music. It should just be collaboration. So that's that's the idea. But a lot of times it's it's not. But <laughs> well, it's a transfer of energy too. Yeah. Like that that feeling where you get where you feel down or you feel disheartened or you feel like I could do better. If you transition that to practice, yeah, and you have something to aim for, Absolutely. like, yeah, like it, it can be transferred. And then the more you practice, the less you hate that, or the less you get angry at that specific thing. It or is, the less it it is energy, you. exactly. It's like the same when I heard Stevie Ray. I, I was like, oh my god, that's great. I take that energy to like wanting to play that way. It's like you know, if somebody hears that and be like, oh, that's so so good. I can't ever do that. They don't want to play that. It's the same thing that's happening. Is the point, and it's yeah. the reaction to it. It's like, what do you do with that energy? Do you you know, it takes it takes a lot of energy to be discouraged you might as well put them with that energy yeah. positively and be encouraged <laughs> well that's what i agree like, i don't like it when i hear people who are like put themselves down like dude yeah. I've, I've been playing for a year i, I don't think i could do that i'm like you well, just scratch the surface i know i'll look at them and be like yo dude i couldn't do that in a year yeah, either absolutely <laughs> like that would be ridiculous to think i could do that at a year no i feel yeah i feel strongly about that you should encourage other musicians because it isn't yeah. easy for anybody because everybody you can see someone and think they're the most confident person in the world but i guarantee you especially performers that they perform you know yeah. despite despite themselves you know a lot of performers have horrible opinions of themselves you know yeah, so it's like dude i hate myself yeah, so yeah, exactly. much but on the stage is like the only place i feel really confident mm. no right and if if i hadn't been in the uh in the state that i had been i wouldn't i probably wouldn't have gotten on stage for the first time it's mm. really nervous if it was, I, it was therapy for you yeah, yeah yeah no it it just uh i was <laughs> I was given so many opportunities, and so I had to take it. But no, it's a, uh, it's really cool. People get really nervous about the first time, and yeah. once you get up there, it's so. It becomes an adrenaline. Yeah, absolutely. It's like nothing else. That's a positive energy, you know. So you should feel those butterflies and just be like, oh, I can't wait to do this, rather than oh, I'm so nervous about this. You know, right. I have a good buddy of mine, Gio from Den from Denver. Me and him and uh, who else? Uh, Darren. We were talking about that after an open mic at uh, Mercury Cafe. That's a great place. I hosted open mic at for a while, and that's a good spot in Denver. Uh, and it was just that. It was just about like playing music and, and you know, let, let's say you're coming up on a difficult passage and you know, okay, there's going to be a whole bunch of these notes here. And it's like some people would be like, oh shit, I hope I, hope I can play them right, you know, and they're nervous. But the attitude to have is, is say, oh, I can't wait for that, that hard part. Yeah. You know, I, I really want to jump into it. And if you, you know, make mistakes or not, you're just playing it like positively, you know, yeah. and, like with each note should have purpose and not, and not just be like, worried about hitting it right and that's that's how you can actually understand what someone's like you know going through it's, it's not just they can hit the notes or not this is how they how they sound when they're played something like that that's a true lead <laughs> guitarist line though isn't it you could as long as that note has purpose yeah because our bassist said that and he's mm. doing a lot of lead guitar nice. and stuff right like that's phrasing is key man <laughs> yeah he goes even yeah. if i hit a wrong note mm -hmm. but i'm in the right scale he's like yep. He goes, as long as it's there and I show dominance with it, and then I go mm -hmm. to the next one, he goes, just I'm just good. Into it. Right, I've been this learning. Is a lean yeah. into it. Yep. Yep. Send it, bro. It's like when you see me on stage, every time I'm laughing, it's because I've done just that. I've hit like a wrong note, and I'm just going to lean into it. And then inevitably, like the next passage will be like, 
like I'm better than ever because you've just kind of got that nervousness out of the way of like you're not going to make every note obviously so oh yeah oops and well, you're, now you're in that next moment but it's like yeah you just have to acknowledge it and move it on well and really the audience will if you do that same passage right three mm -hmm. times in a song the audience won't it, yeah. appreciate it as much if you hit it perfect all three times yep. yeah. if you don't if you miss it once mm -hmm. exactly otherwise it's just boring you know you never want to be bored playing music you definitely don't want to be bored listening to it otherwise just, what is it you know but it's got to be that interactive experience where yeah, we were talking about this earlier where it's just like both the audience and the performer are just feeling that energy that that dopamine you know yeah, <laughs> Absolutely. it is which is a big dopamine huh? <laughs> exactly that's what it is man it's cool because it is. It's giving a gift too. Mm -hmm. So like, it's like Christmas when you see a crowd of happy people. You're like, yeah, yeah exactly. They're happy, and that's why live music is great. You got to be in front of people. You got to be with those people. Even if you know there's X amount of people watching on on the screen, and you can look back at it later, and they're like, oh, great job, and you can even say there, oh, thanks. If they're not right in front of you, then it's not it's not the same, you know. So that's right. that's yeah. the community that's coming together, and so and it's, it's a gift as much for us because we get to share a part of ourselves. Yeah, because that's yeah. what it is. We're sharing energy, and that's like that's exactly how I feel when I'm performing. It's like, all right, if I'm if I'm putting that out there and people are understanding it, and I'm kind of getting that back from them, and if anything, it makes me kind of have a hard time sort of like focus. Like I'm good, you know. I've gotten better at like banter and talking to people between songs, and obviously hosting open stages. It becomes part of the thing, but when I'm like playing and like really into it, you know. Some people can like go out and like scan the crowd. Like if I if I start like looking at people as I'm playing and singing, I feel like it would, it would kind of ruin that 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 interaction that we're having. You know, it's, like, it's almost like once you if you kind of see it, but I can feel it. It's that it's that nonverbal communication. It's that it's nonvisual, obviously, yeah. and it's like you know you just feel it back coming back right back at you. You know, and so that that's the way to have it be pure. And then you can kind of look up after and be like, all right, how's it going? <laughs> yeah. So. No, I agree. Well, I. Uh... I stare at the TV at our champs gigs. Mm. So. Yeah, there's tricks. So it's, it's just like public speaking. They say look, look above Pum's head or TV I look or it's like yeah. right here. Yeah, that's what that's the trick, right? Right on the forehead. Yeah, I look, oh, like, I, if I don't want to don't make eye contact. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I can't. I gotta look. I do look above everybody's head. I gotta like pan around. Yeah. But I'll stare. I, mean, I do at the see TV. what's happening, but I, I'll also be like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> not, I'll not, not notice when people are leaving if I can really get way into it. Yeah. Was that was that part of the sunglasses reason? Like what? To, to not like look, have to worry about Dude, looking I don't at people. Know. I thought because that people don't know what you're looking at or not. <laughs> I've had kind of music has been a really good therapy because it has made me realize who I am and who I want to be. Mm -hmm. But through my life, I've had kind of a real identity crisis through a lot of different stages. I would like kind of change my whole fucking outfit and be like a new person. I didn't. I, I didn't know who the fuck I wanted to be. Mm. Just, and then like. I don't know, went through a bunch of shit, and things kind of figured itself out, and nice. I guess, uh, I don't know, it just... You it learned, is. you got old. Yeah, I learned, I learned, and so I think it was just one of those things where I thought I looked cool, I thought it was, uh... Yeah, so if you're having fun with it, roll with it, man, it's like whatever, yeah. whatever you're feeling at the time. And yeah, you, I, I, it was oh. probably, I was actually, it was probably nervousness, too, a little bit, but I wasn't wanting to admit it. Yeah. So it almost puts like a wall up between. That's really what yeah, it's it was. It's a costume. I mean, p p performers go on and have costumes. A lot of singers will think you should dress up. I mean, look I at thought Elvis. I was. <laughs> to be honest, let's be. It was the ego. I thought I was good enough to have sunglasses on. And look uh, cool enough. Nice. Because like every dude, every blues musician that's cool as fuck. <laughs> it makes they look like they're not doing anything. Yeah. Right. That is like key Sinatra. All those guys. They look like they're not doing anything. But so there's like, so much. The problem is, is that there's so much stuff that changed that. Like now, I feel like I have to move around at least a little bit. That's because cool. look at Elvis and yep. look at you know great I, acts like that. Kiss for that matter of fact. Like any great performer. I agree, but when you hit the slow songs, I think it's important to get the Sinatra out. 
I I feel like it should be. But there are yeah. times it's, that's yeah, my okay. To be still when you're when you're singing, and I like to move around a lot too. But it's like you know, quieter parts exactly. There are times it'd be right in the mic, you know. Yeah, when, when it's like real emphasis on the words, or like mm-hmm. during the songwriter set. Like when I'm doing the songwriter stuff, I usually try to. That's usually my inspiration, I guess, is Sinatra because he does. He just looks so cool and like he's meant to do it. Like he was just oh, like right. He didn't right. play guitar, but like that's what I yeah, yeah. he play guitar. Yeah, that's, that's just him smoking a cigarette or something. <laughs> yeah, I, like, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Or a glass of brandy or whatever you drink. Exactly. Yeah, like you're Jack Daniels, honey. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Here we go. You're Frank Sinatra reincarnated right here. Right hey, me too. Fucking goddamn. Or Hank 3, maybe. <laughs> Dude, uh, okay. What is. Uh, one of your favorite memories from playing gigs? Do you have one? Like, do you have a specific time where you met somebody or like? Uh... Oh man, they're I know they're so great in their own way. Oh, I see. No, I should be sitting. Is that my microphone? That one is yours, well, but that one—that that I mean... one's turned up too. So okay, that, one, that yeah. one's yeah, actually that, yeah, I'm doing all right. That's our money mic. So money you, mic right there. Okay, there we go. That one. That one. That one's one right your money oh, mic. That one's our nicest mic, and it p- actually picks up the whole room really well. Nice. These ones are our B-level mic, so it kind of picks our voices up better. But yeah. that, that one will, like, legit just pick up the whole room. We actually got Jake's for free. Yeah. Thanks, Dude. Christina. Thanks, Christina. You rock. And it was for podcasting, I think. Yep. Do you like whiskey? Yeah, man. You didn't your question. I know. But <laughs> it'll be uh, amplified with that. With the uh, usually with the we shot. do a whiskey pull. <laughs> exactly. You have to admit a song that you're kind of ashamed that you really like, such as "I Really I Really Like Hips Don't Lie" by Shakira. <laughs> there you go. Like it comes on and I just can't fucking not dance. Shakira. <laughs> Your hips Catchy. don't lie. My hips don't <laughs> lie. So a song I'm a, a song I like that I'm ashamed that I like. I guess maybe not ashamed is a good word, but like. But like you something, something that you something that like, you probably yeah. wouldn't admit to your friends mostly. Mm. Well, I try to be uh, open and honest. <laughs> take take the bottle, take the bottle, pass it around. Like, cool. <laughs> that's that's not that's not a song in, in any example of that. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. Let's see here. Um, Another one was Toxic by Britney Spears. I Britney Spears, there we go. Dude, this I know toxic a lot of... love's mm-hmm. been under You see a lot of guys covering Britney Spears songs, you know, just like playing guitar and singing. Well, it's that all, generation, all, right? all kind of stuff, you know, exactly. Yeah. So I was trying to think of, like, bad songs that I like, but it's like... Are you I feel like it... if I like a song, then it's not a bad song. So well, that's a good... <laughs> that's, that's, that's the a, problem. That's you know? a good... <laughs> We're not saying bad songs, like... Yeah, or songs I'm embarrassed We can all admit, Barbie Girl is not a bad song, but it's <laughs> fridge genre, dude. <laughs> okay. You got to put everything in its genre, right? It's house music, I would say. Mine is uh, I Knew You Were Trouble by Taylor Swift. Ah. I knew you were trouble <laughs> when, when you, you walked, walked in. in. <laughs> so good. Fuck yeah. Are you a T. Swift fan? Not particularly, but I mean, I know her career interests me. Like, she started off as more of a like country you know, songwriter, and then turned into, like, this, like, pop superstar, right? But she writes and plays all her own music and, and you know, talented she's, and, like, good for her. Man. And like, she's a she got some catchy songs. So, well, somebody, who was it, recorded an entire album of, of Taylor Swift songs. Was it, um, was it Ryan Adams? Yeah. Really? Ryan, Ryan Adams made an entire album of Taylor Swift songs. Is that you know? Brian Adams? No, Ryan. His son? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. When Ryan Adams first came out, that's a generational thing. And everyone's like, what, Brian Adams? And what? Like, yeah, right? Dude, no. he probably had instant show turnout. 
Um, how about some Brian Adams songs? I mean, I have, you know, I remember learning Summer of 69. I was like, this is the best song ever. So, I mean, that might be a little one that's like a little cheesy. It is a cheesy song. Yeah. Oh, it's a, but I like it's it. A it's a good song, song but yeah, I, so. I I understand. I like that genre of that time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like that area. I remember it took a night, like, learning that song. Like, this is, like, the greatest song. And I played it at open mic the next night. And then later on, someone was like, Oh yeah, I really like that uh, Boys of Summer song you, you did. You know, so I'm like, all right, it, it wasn't that impressionable to the point where it got thought of as another cliche song from the time. So I'm like, all right, yeah, it's not that's... the all-time classic I thought it was. It's just a, it's a cheesy like... song from the '80s, but you know. that's not Don Henley. But... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, we've talked a lot about music tonight. Yeah, what man. do you do other than like? Do you have any other hobbies, or what do you do as? Uh, employed otherwise what yeah you, a part-time you... job i work retail during the day but it you know works out because i they kind of schedule around you know they know i'm playing music and stuff like that so you know I took, cool. I took today off to do this you know i have saturdays and sundays off on on you know play to play gigs on mondays i, I work a half day because obviously hosting the open mic monday nights and then fridays work a half day because i'm playing gigs friday nights. so you know tomorrow's a good like you know litmus or example you know i get off work at three o'clock i'm just gonna drive to drive to work with my from gear then oh, cool. uh, uh, you know, hop in the car, get some drive through, get to Auburn by four, set up, rock and roll. Jason should meet me there about four, get the drums all set up, and then just rock and roll from five to eight. And you know, then Saturday come out and do the uh, Speakeasy in Lincoln, man. I can't wait. So this whole, you know, it's all about just making the music work. And so you know, yeah. music, at the moment, music is as, as much of a part-time job as you know anything else. And there's times I've you know been more successful and. Actually, there's times I'm probably more successful now than I've been. California is so fucking expensive that you can't help yeah. but like, have to have some kind of part-time job to kind of make it work. But the more I do with music, then the less I uh, can do with the with the day job. But it, you know, it all works out. Just a absolutely. <laughs> I was gonna say I think the move might have helped your music career because well, I know yep. for a fact watching. I, I really appreciate that you documented everything mm. on there because the fucking Facebook nerd in mm. me in the morning oh, when yeah. I scroll through it, it was like, oh, cool, he's coming back. Yeah, no, oh, no, cool, man. I can't nice. wait to see him. Like, no, Both dude. you and the Wolf Creek boys were like, you know, bummed when I left, I'm glad I'm back, and I'm glad to be back with you guys, man, because they're great, you know, you guys are great, and it's just like getting back into the music scene and all that kind of stuff. I ran into Jerry the other day in Auburn, I guess he lives there coincidentally, and I guess, yeah. I guess Matt still lives in Boulder from what I understand, I haven't seen Matt in a while, but uh, yeah, those guys are great, I want to get, get in touch with them, get in the get into the brewery as well if you're able to come out for september 10th they'll be here is that the one with the uh with beard picker and everything like that that's so i know i heard beard picker is awesome too I, that, that that's back when i was guys eight months i was in, in maryland i moved back there for a little bit after uh last year but uh I, so teresa was telling me how uh at four house you know at the beard picker she's like this guy's great we gotta get him booked again you he know is. so uh, yeah but, highly recommend hitting him up for the grass valley brewery. absolutely yeah. i've been trying to get him in he's been in kind of a we don't have a lead guitarist, but the uh, bigger gigs, he stands in for us and really oh, nice. helps us put our best foot forward, oh, nice, which we really appreciate, Mr. Beardpicker, if you Thanks, ever listen. Well, there we go. Well, make, <laughs> like, sure, make sure he's available for when I get yeah, you guys playing. Him and his band are great, dude, and they're all so nice. And like they, they, he brings his daughter, and she runs the swag table and sings some songs with him. Oh, like, and he has some great songs like he's yeah, a great he's songwriter totally family friendly and nice. he's got a great voice like, awesome yeah no yeah i can't wait yeah we've talked about the poor house a couple of times that place will be back just under a different name whenever yeah. Teresa can find a find a space it's tough you know the places that are available aren't really available so she's just like ready ready to pounce whenever there's a a workable venue so where is she looking at just right downtown grass valley just like just like okay. it was just so like it's it. so it can be just like walk in and there's a there's a community so you know that's it's probably right. a hard spot to find again yeah now. exactly you know things turn over but then you just have to look into all the places of those places i think the 
specifics of those places. So it's a, uh, but yeah, it'll it'll happen. <laughs> so yeah. if anybody sure. sees anything, send Matt Draper a yeah. link. They're in the market. <laughs> exactly. And Teresa, Teresa Thomas. Teresa the, uh, Thomas. Exactly. That's the. Uh, was the poorhouse? It'll be probably a different name, but it's going to be another, just more of a live music venue because that's what you know. When I met you guys, and like that's what was happening. Like the you know this grass. I love Grass Valley, love Nevada City, all that stuff. But like most places close early, things like that. Grass Valley Brewing Company at the moment closes at nine o'clock. I remember back before COVID, they were open until ten o'clock. So it's always great. There's these shows there, but they go you know from five to eight or six to nine or something like that. Right. So it's like. You know, from back east and even in Denver, it's like places are open till you know, 12, 1, 2 o'clock in the morning. There'd be bands going on stage at 11 o'clock. You know, it's like, it's the late nighter in me that's like, all right, there's got to be more late that's night, late night stuff. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. and that was Teresa's idea behind the venue as well. And that's what the poorhouse was when it was open till midnight and live music and food and all that kind of stuff. So it'll be, be more of that, just more like a, a, a venue for, you know, a full stage. You know, poorhouse was a, a small building, but this, this idea for the new place will be a stage and a dance floor. So it's. You know, the shows will start at 8 at 9 o'clock, so it works out well, you know. If right. someone playing the brewery plays till 9, you can go to the next place and hang out, hang out till midnight, you know. It's all, it should be all, uh, there was a hashtag back in the day called GV Brew Munity, I think it's what it was called. Uh. And it's all just about, uh, just that, just like all the breweries and all the, all the venues and places in town. Yeah, just just, uh, just collaborating with each other. For sure. So, uh, and uh, yeah, so that's the whole idea, so yeah some point that'll i'll be back and just kind of keep keep the party going late later night you know <laughs> yeah absolutely sounds like a good time shelby was checking to see if you were good on beer oh i'm good i think i got one here right oh, yeah. yeah yeah thank you so much <laughs> she's a peach i would take one okay thank you <laughs> thanks shelby you're welcome much appreciated everybody yeah this is a great time man this is dude, really yeah cool. no i'm really glad you came in because dude so i'm gonna tell you that no, like very, really dude very glad to be here fucking it was really cool watching you bounce back like like that like mm. and i really I'm, re that, I'm really glad you documented it online i feel like our shit is just all bulletins like mm. i wish we had more personal stuff like our shows and i think we got to start doing that but yeah, like, that's why playing live is like nothing else and you guys put on a hell of a show so yeah well i appreciate that i can't wait till you see the newer one no man. i can't i can't like, wait till saturday man this is gonna be killer yeah it's gonna be fun fucking uh we've been practicing a lot right a lot we've definitely come a long way since yeah. you've seen us yeah. yeah it was literally your very first show that i saw you we kind of put the kits in the, the drum kit in the courthouse and just got rock and roll yeah and we yeah we definitely Excuse don't me. think that we're fitting for uh those small time venues that's why we're doing a songwriter show though because mm -hmm. we have that that same country vibe yep yeah that we'd like to do but in like fact, we love we're just it. <laughs> we're just all punctry as a full band like mm. that so it it gets a little hard for uh, my drumming, some of the local local my, places that we play at. My drumming style and Jordan's bass style is very rock. Yeah. And so like, that's why I love mixing styles. So yeah, it's like yeah. The rock mixing with country. And, yeah. Yeah. So and, like I got into a lot more like rock and like metal that kind of stuff. Listen like Megadeth and you know, I was into Tool and like I'm still a big king. I got listening to King's X on the way down here. I'm a huge huge fan of those. But you know, Dream Theater, all that kind of stuff. So I got into like all the it's funny. You know, all the stuff, I can, but then also the mellow songwriting stuff and the blues. I can hear it a lot mm. in your in your leads for oh, sure. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, it's all coming back now. It's fun. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, it's new. Yeah, my uh, my brother has was a lead guitarist for a long time, mm. and he. Uh, he played with a lot of different bands in the yeah. Sacramento area, and he, same uh, era. He he sounds a lot like you. Like oh, okay. You guys have a lot of the same style, nice. and so it's it was kind of refreshing hearing nice. you play that song earlier because I was like, oh, that's interesting. Like that's something that oh, he would cool. do. Yeah, I look forward to hearing him sometime. Uh, your your what, brother, you say? Yeah. What, what band was he in? 
gosh, I can't remember the name. Worst brother ever. <laughs> well, no, I. Your brother's not gonna listen. I was to this. five years old, and my brother's Send it not to him. gonna listen. To this. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently, hey, neither's your mother. Hey. Two minutes in, Dude, check my math. I'm hey, just hey, tell what your mom said. Wait, what? Remember when we first started, and your mom was like, "I'm not gonna listen to that." Oh yeah, no, no, no. Well, both both my parents aren't gonna listen to it, but that's that's. But fine. she told you that, didn't she? Yeah, but you know, different family dynamics. Cold blooded. Yeah, all good. Cold hearted slave. That was a Paula Abdul. Cold hearted slave. That's a, that's a good that's a good song. I, I mean, I don't tell everybody that. I'm not gonna it. say He's that. Cold hearted slave. <laughs> <to his eyes. laughs> Paula Abdul. How about that? that is Paula a Abdul. Oh wait, Paula Abdul. I didn't. That's a funny thing. I never even knew she did music. So that's the thing. Is that right? a generation? Am I that much older than you? Is that a generational <laughs> right. guess? I, I mean, yeah, I knew wait, she, did she was like a, the biggest pop star, just like Mariah Carey. Like she Whitney was. Houston. Yeah. What, that's, really? That song right there was like the number one hit. As what? I've what else? What other songs did she have? To her. What oh did my, you think she was oh. from? American Idol. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am old enough. To, I remember the first season. Uh, yeah, so do I. Yeah. Well, well you can't, on, but you can't remember your brother's band name. Yeah. Because weren't you five when like, that happened? I was like five. No, I was like I was like six or seven. So your memory has developed between five and seven. Yeah. Between five and seven. Man, but I just trying to guess your age. Wasn't important information. You should guess his age. Take what? off your hat. I mean, I'm, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I know you're, you're young, but it's like yeah, a lot of people know like the hair like yeah. Yeah, I'm. I'm guessing I'm. I'm guessing you're old. You're older older than him. Yeah. Okay. So then, really. <laughs> and then the ages. I'm gonna guess. You want me to guess your age too? Hold on. If he's within two years, we gotta take a whiskey pull. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was well, about to ask for a recipe either way, he, but he if he's like not, a... then he's got to. Wait, oh yeah, I, I was gonna. I was gonna either way, we're gonna. Way. So you'll I mean, get one anyway. Exactly. We, we gotta make like it a game. Pro- when the prize is a, is a, is a, when the punishment's a prize, there's no real <laughs> point of the game. But it's, it is fun to like play. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, I just, I'm curious. I'm curious, type. I'm like, how old is, how old is this person? Like, how? I guessed earlier that we'd been on there 42 minutes when we were talking about something. I'm guessing we've been on the air something like that, 45 maybe. I don't know. Who knows? All right, that's that's it's another been, thing. I'm just guessing. Yeah. Just like I'm guessing. I'm gonna guess you're 27. I am. That's one whiskey pull. Am I right on the... Well... Wait. He's not... No, what? Well, no, I'm not. Okay, so I'm way off, right? Yeah. Okay, so... But uh, how old is he? How old is he? I'm going to say you're 32. Oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, I take a whiskey pull and he what, takes what, a whiskey pull. What, we all what, what, take what, a whiskey What are the answers pull. here? I already told okay, you. Okay, so I'm 24. Okay, that's pretty close. Three uh, you years. Were, you were pretty close, but he is 31. Wow, all right. You were dead you know, on. You know, man, I was within like four or five right there. I, I know you were dead on. Right, sweet, you know. Sure. I walked in with uh, our buddy Sean to a gas station because he was making fun of me for being old for like 15 minutes straight. And he never talks anyway, so it's kind of a pain in the ass. And then we walked into this gas station in the middle of nowhere. It was Mountain Ranch. <laughs> in the middle of nowhere. And then I walked into the gas station. I stopped and I looked at ladies and I was like, ladies. I was like, who looks older? And then they pointed at Sean. <laughs> nice catch. And he was 19 at the time. Mm. He was so upset about that. Mm-hmm. Well, now, well, so what? here's the band dynamic here. Jake is, uh, well, he's the good-looking one. I'm the oldest one. <laughs> nah, you're the I'm good losing guy. my hair. So he's Jordan's the good-looking one. Well, that's why we need What's you as a front man. Whatever. <laughs> 
In the dust of my coffee, I'm the youngest one, though, so that's nice. There we go. That's, yeah, it just depends on the scene. You know, the Nevada, <laughs> in, the, in the Nevada County music scene, I've moved from the, and when I was in the Denver, in the Denver music scene, everyone was like 27. I used to guess everyone was 27. And now I was like in my 30s. So I was like the, the older guy in the scene. Moved to Nevada County, everyone's like in their, their 60s. See, also, I'm like, the, in my 40s, I'm like the younger guy as far as the people that are playing lots of gigs and that kind of stuff. So we're, you know, we're, we're the youngins for sure. You're the youngins within the youngins. <laughs> What's the youngest person you've seen play a song at open mic hmm. night, you think? So a good example at the brewery, there's this girl, Angela Martinez. She's 16, and she's been coming in since it started, and it's it's a great story. Like, her mom just emailed me or Facebook messaged me when she saw the, the open mic event and saying, hey, my daughter is, like, interested in playing this open mic, and is, it, is she too young? Is she 16? I'm like, no, it's family-friendly. It's dog-friendly. It's just, you know, you know it's, a, it's a brewery, but there's food, and so nice stage so yeah they came out and like i guess she had just started so she was just on like some pawn shop guitar and i just you know took one of the microphones and held it up and and uh but her voice is pure and like she was belting on the guitar so her family saw how much she was into it and you know bought her bought her a guitar that plugged in you know saw how much she was into it you know saw saw the gear i was using bought her like the same gear like the little fishman mini acoustic like getting her ready ready to play gigs basically Cool. So yeah, man, we're like in the works of, of getting her to play a you know three hour set on a Sunday. You know, she's just like every time she's there, she's just just you just see this this raw talent, but I, you can tell she just works on it and just just go. You know, that's and, awesome. And you know, I remember being that person. You remember being that person. Yeah. You know, you're just like when you once you start. Like when I heard Stevie Ray, and I'm just like, man, I just want to play all day. You know, get those calluses and just be like, yeah. you know, just fucking rip, <laughs> just play every second you can. You know, it's like yeah, she's right there, and like and to see her family be so supportive of it, and then the community at large as far like as far as just. You know, people walk by, they just like, stop and listen. So that's, that's, the, that's cool. the whole that's the whole idea, man. So that's 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 uh, good. It's really cool. Yeah. Really cool. That's great. You have an avenue for that. Mm -hmm. I remember. In it's Angl great to have a platform for that. England. I think I was playing for like three years at that point, and I was still pretty bad. But I would get really drunk, and I would set a fucking stool on the sidewalk, and then my neighbors bitched about it. Like oh. I saw them before. I was like, oh, I was leaving. They're like, yeah. It's going to be quieter around here, mate. Oh, <laughs> the same shit, dude. I used to like get so happy when I learned something. I would open up all the windows. Yeah, exactly. Everyone's got to like, hear this. It'd yeah, make their lives better. Can't you hear I know. This? Seriously. I used to open, when I used to play, I'd, you know, my 10th floor apartment in Baltimore, you know, I used to have the window open just because, like, to be comfortable. I'm like, I'm not sure how loud it was. And <laughs> sometimes if I'd be practicing plugged in and things like that. So. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I generally close the windows when I play and try to, you know, play within the quiet hours. It's like now I got a house that's, but you know, there's other people on different levels of the house. So it's like, you know, but you know, we got the, uh, me and my girlfriend got the basement completely. So it's just, I'll practice down there till, you know, about nine o'clock, you know, maybe stretch out to nine fifteen, nine thirty. you know, when I have the full band or well, we were talking about this earlier with Jason and his drum kit, it's in our basement right now. Like, you know, yeah. when he needs it for other gigs, he's got a, uh, you know, he plays with lots of other people, lots of talented bands and he's very talented himself. So, uh, but he needs it with some for someone else, and we're not we're not around. He's got the key to the basement. Just just drumming stuff, man. You gotta <laughs> break it all down. Yeah. Take yeah. it somewhere, set it all up, break it all down, have it set, have it We've stored somewhere. Yeah. So he often has them in his in his truck. But like, it's nice to have them set up somewhere where, where we can practice, and we yeah. try to practice like Fridays when we don't have gigs, other other gigs or other things going on. Um, but but it's great. So like with having the full kit downstairs and being able to actually like rehearse, you know. Absolutely. <laughs> like tomorrow, tomorrow's gig is pretty last minute. We were gonna rehearse tomorrow, but it's like I texted him when the guy let me know what was going on. And I was like, hey, instead of practicing Friday, you want to play a gig? <laughs> He's like, fuck yeah. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, fuck let's it. go. And you know, playing live is like, it's like rehearsing times ten. Like you know, if you're gonna, you play something and like 
every you know every note that happens, every good note, every bad note, every mistake, every like part that like really works, it's like amplified, you know. So it's almost like like every time you play these songs, it's a process, and you learn by them, you know, when you practice, obviously, but you learn ten times more when when you got the live performance to to back it up or be part of it, as far as like the energy in the room and your own headspace and the place and, and just you know what that moment actually is. This is this is what it's all about. So absolutely rambling again, but <laughs> no, dude, that's all good. But you can see them at Knee Deep Brewery, right? Yeah, tomorrow, uh, tomorrow right? five to eight, with Jason Fordney, the band Lloyd Street, just the two of us this time. But we're uh, bringing it to rock and roll, bring it, bringing yeah. it to Auburn, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's Saturday, bringing it to Lincoln. Well, I guess we're in Lincoln right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's my first time in Lincoln. Yeah, it's, we're, in Auburn. we're in Auburn. Speaking of Auburn, we're in Auburn. We're in Gordon Gibbons, Capia, Sacramento. Yeah, <laughs> that's nice. My family had a uh, sign stealing era. Another era. Uh, it happens. That's right. I like signs. <laughs> Speaking of uh, Lincoln, I like that dinosaur you can... too. That's cool. Oh yeah, got that guy in England. That that has all of the pockets. So we have a rule that we play. Well, it's a game kind of. I was it, like, are those ties in there? We, no, what we are have those? a so socks. A part of the game is we have dueling and scalping. My middle name is dueling. Really? Not spelled like that. D O O L I N G. Oh shit! Mm-hmm. That's a pretty That's, cool middle yeah, name. It's, my, it's all my name is, is completely familial. So Matthews is a family name. It's my grandmother's maiden name. Dueling is my mom's maiden name, and then Draper. Wow. I see my dad's last name. So That's cool. That's it right there. It's either very creative or very unoriginal. It's just like, oh, let's take all the generations. No, but I, <laughs> no, I dig it. And Matthews is definitely a family name. There's lots of Matthews in our family. So like mm-hmm. both first name and obviously originally last. So. <laughs> all right. Matthew is actually my middle name. So. Oh, is it? Yeah. Serendipitous, I tell you. <laughs> but yeah, and so the dueling is you look at somebody, and so like I'll look at Hayden, and what do you, what is it? Is a do you want to count? Oh. And then you grab an empty can, and you grab something that you could throw. You want to count, sir? And then you got five seconds, and then you go. And then you throw it at him. Throw whatever you got in your hand, whether it's a drumstick yeah, or a can. Yeah, whatever you so, can grab. Anything. So usually we use empty beer cans. Yeah. So like you finish your beer can, and then you, you look at it. him, and then you'd be like, Hayden, do you need a count, sir? And then he's got to look around to find something. Yeah. Okay. And he's got five seconds to find something, or else he gets hit. And then it's like you try to catch it, and if you catch no, it. No, you did. Wherever you get hit is where you get shot, and you try to kill the person. Yeah, no. It's like oh, you, a, you can't try to catch it? It's just like you just got to. Well, I mean, you can. You can, but then you're going to get blown off. Yeah. That would be unfortunate. It, it would be unfortunate. And then the other one is scalping. Yep. And scalping is with any <laughs> shirt with a pocket. Mm. So any shirt unbu- that any of us oh, are people, wearing. Those are just ripped out <laughs> shirt yeah. pockets. Those are, those are ripped out shirt uh, pockets. I was wondering, like, they're too small to be ties so or socks. But, like, what the fuck are those? You're allowed to wear button-up shirts and stuff, but the pocket has to be buttoned. I don't know if I have any. Yep. Uh-huh. If the pocket is buttoned, then it's safe. Okay, but it doesn't have to be. Po- uh, it doesn't have to be buttoned because Jordan's A to Z shirt is up there. That's and the game I play by. Uh, if it's unbuttoned, it's free game. But I look I'm at it. Sure that's really good to have an honor system. Well, sometimes it calls for it. I'm just saying, there's no rule. There's no NATO in the Wild West, but like <laughs> sometimes, but. like. Most of the time, I'll look at them and be like, that pocket's unbuttoned, or that pocket has oh, no button. Oh, you give button. them a, a warning shot, right? If they have no button, I'll be like, that pocket has no button. But and no, then, it's good to have rules. Like Somebody <laughs> might like, really like the shirt. They'll be like, all right. So, yeah, let, let people know. But, yeah, if it's unbuttoned, yeah. it's gone, you know? But it's it, it's pretty fun. But, yeah, those are all pockets. <laughs> <Gosh>. Yep. <laughs> I think I have one shirt with a button. 
but I normally just wear. I just, I just normally wear T-shirts, you know. Oh, are you, unless it's you like, unless you join be. the band, you'll be safe. <laughs> unless you join yeah, the band, exactly. you'll be safe. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Matt, it's been a pleasure, dude. Thank you for coming. We hope to yeah, have you again, dude. And we too, can't man. wait it's been, till been Saturday. Great to be here. Yeah, yeah, same here, man. Can't wait, Jane. Can't be guys. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Let's smoke yeah. another blunt and call yeah. it a night. Thank Let's you hear your song. What's the name? What's the name of your song you're gonna be singing for us? I'm gonna I'm gonna do my newest song. It's called Brighter Day. Brighter Day. I love it, dude. I fucking love your what? Actually, I wrote it during the blackout. It's still my most recent song, so I need to get cracking on writing new material. But at the moment, it's my newest my newest song. And it's uh, it still feels new to me, but it's yeah, just about kind of getting through the darkness. So. Well, we're excited Looking to hear it. To it. Right on, dude. Fuck right yeah, on, man. Yeah. Well, thank you. All thank right. you. See you guys later. Bye, y'all. No fear of finding a sacred new sound. Now that we found what we never had lost, the price that we pay ain't greater than long. Not more than it cost, now we're spent, no pounds not lost. Bent, not broken, foundation no rock. To the light from the dark is dead. A wise tomorrow won't waste Sometimes there's nothing to say.
times there's nothing to say. Of a brighter 